Beloved Church of God, beginning our service before the Lord, let us stand and affirm the promise that relates to the door of our hope. Let the resurrection of Christ reign in our bodies. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we are grateful to your holy name for this once again privilege to be in this place that your hand has outlined for the worship of your holy name. And so allow your inheritance in the name of the blood of the covenant to be lifted to heights higher than us and to break all burden and sin that binds us. In the name of Jesus Christ, may this place be cursed as before all the works of devil, illnesses, poverty, premature death, demonic dependencies, all forms of fears, phobia, depression, destruction, stagnancy, ignorance, all of this let it depart from the tents of your holy people. And stand, Lord, on the place of your rest, you and the ark of your greatness. And may your saints be clothed in your salvation, and may they rejoice before your countenance. Give us more from your Spirit. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, and allow us to find your holy countenance. We thank you that this service is presented in your divine arms, and we ask you to continue to guide it with your high and uplifted hand. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. You may be seated. The place of scripture that I would like to present to you today, Hosea 2.14.15. Therefore, behold, I will allure her, will bring her into the wilderness and speak comfort to her. I will give her vineyards from there and the valley of Accor as a door of hope. She shall sing there as in the day of her youth, as in the day when she came up from the land of Egypt. <clears throat> the name of the sermon is the time to establish a covenant in the format of isolating from one another. We know that the prophecy written far before the birth of Christ, <clears throat> it in root is very different from history uh, that is written by others. The prophecy written far before the birth of Christ describes a story ahead of its occurrence. It consists of establishing of a covenant by sanctifying yourself in the wilderness. The, a wilderness is isolation, separation to sanctify oneself. <clears throat> I would like to show the necessity of the isolation we need to have with from one another belonging only to the category of saints who has reached the end times, having grown in the soil of their heart the fruit of Methuselah, destroying the stronghold of death in their bodies. Such a form of sanctification was called by God for the end of the day, end of days. I, uh, sanctification always requires was always present and required isolation, but the kind of isolation we did together, it was it belongs to the last days. And I will bring forth specific examples for this in places of scripture. Because as for those who surround us or surrounding services uh, that are under religious confessions, as well as carnal people that may be in our service, our isolation from one another where we were absent uh, 
from one another in the body but were in spirit together was a stumbling block for these other churches or other people that are not in the truth. The given isolation for us was not linked in any way to the pandemic of the coronavirus, which God successfully used to establish His covenant with us. The foundation of this covenant contains the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ presented in the following prophetic words, Therefore I, behold, will allure her, will bring her into the wilderness, and speak comfort to her. I will give her vineyards, vineyards from there, and the valley of Accor as a door of hope. Again, I repeat that our isolation was not linked to the pandemic of the coronavirus, specifically now. The the coronavirus is very active, more than even before we went into isolation. Even in India, there's more than 400 people are being infected. It mutated, it it became more terrible, and because in India they only bury people by cremation or via cremation uh, and they dump the the ashes, uh, the remains into the river, their holy river, literally everything is uh, in smoke, everything, there's not enough oxygen, there's no oxygen, people are dying in lines. If you can imagine when there's almost half a million every day and a few thousand every day for sure are dying. And so those that say there's no coronavirus, there's nothing. These are just the ideas of the Masons and Illuminatis. These are not the the products of the Illuminatis. This is the sin of man, the result of sin. As I said uh, before, because of sin, there will be such viruses that will come about that the world has not even imagined yet. Even this uh, virus, yes, they've created a vaccine, but vaccines are not in the vac. There's not enough vaccines. Uh, there, there are rumors being uh, spread. Rumors being spread, and w- people accept it. There's the mark of the beast. Women will not give birth. Uh, imagine how many vaccines have existed. As a child, you've had uh, received many other types of vaccines, and you were not afraid of. Why is this vaccine suddenly you're afraid of it? I'm always surprised at this uh, narrow-mindedness. I'm ta- saying that we were isolated not because of coronavirus, but to establish a covenant. We more than once have noted that the symbol of the wilderness is our total sanctification, where we see demonstrated the necessity of our temporary isolation from one another, where God will speak to our heart so He can establish His covenant with us, consisting of the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ. The time of establishing the given promise are different circumstances are difficult circumstances threatening the life of a man which God uses to test our trust upon the given promise which in essence is a building that is erected upon the foundation of our hope. Fulfilling this promise, God has kept this in heaven until the last days is called to be opened up only or exclusively to the category of people that are kept for salvation by the power of God by the collaboration of their faith with God's faith at the end of the day, of, at the end of days 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith to, for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last times. 1 Peter 1, 3 through 5. It needed to be revealed, this promise, in the last times. For the span of 2,000 years, no one said, no one talked about the erection of the stronghold of life in the body. No one talked about the body as something that is sacral and holy. They always spoke about the body in a very uh, forsaking type of way. But no one looked at the 12 pearly gates. That the pearly gates represent the body, the earthly body, the foreign particle within. No one paid attention to this, that God here on earth has obliged, had taken upon himself the responsibility to redeem not just our spirit and our soul, but also our body, and here on earth, within the body, to destroy death. This needed to happen only at the last, in the last times, and we have approached these last times. We need to comprehend that the sign of this time where these promises are to be opened belong to the door of our hope or the door of our sanctification. And if we will not comprehend the sign of this time in which we need to allow the Holy Spirit to allure us into the wilderness of sanctification so that by the means of isolation from one another to establish a covenant between ourselves and God at the foundation of which lies the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ, God will not have any grounds upon which to rapture us before the morning star, which is called to be our inner testimony in the fruit of of the grown by us Methuselah, by the means of which God destroys the stronghold of death within our body in order to make him the guarantor of our rapture. The method by which we are called to establish the given promise in the wilderness of our sanctification, consisting of isolation from one another, is identified by the function of the fruit of our lips, confessing the erection of the stronghold of life within our body, identifying within our spirit the atmosphere of the kingdom of heaven. According to scripture, we know that the rise and setting of the sun, including uh, natural cataclysm, uh, political cataclysms, and all kinds of ty or types of deadly viruses are used by God to grow or mature the chosen remnant into the fullness of Christ, to be able to clothe us into the grown by us fruit of righteousness, to be able to prepare us to be taken. According to the words of Apostle Peter, the earth is kept by the word of God. Uh, 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 the word that world that people live upon and the world is condemned. According to the prophetic verdict, we need to note one, I would say, very uh, destiny impacting thing. First, that the promise given to us by God in the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ allows us to receive and establish it only by listening to the preached word, which is given to us exclusively in the format of a seed, which we are called to grow in the good soil of our heart into the fruit of righteousness. When, and so to inherit the promise of the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ, 
we are called in the fruit of righteousness which is grown from from the seed of righteousness in our heart and so when we received the seed of righteousness into the good soil of our heart that was previously already cleansed from dead works we receive it in the format of a guarantee or deposit of our salvation which we are called to turn to profit in the death of our Lord Jesus so that we can receive it in the format of the fruit of righteousness in the resurrection of Jesus therefore being in our church where the structure uh, the order uh, of uh, that is in the body of Christ this is a structure of God's theocracy consisting of the fullness of the teaching or elementary teaching of Jesus Christ any church where there is an absence of the order of God's theocracy and where there is an absence of the fullness of the elementary teaching of Jesus Christ cannot be our church and so such a church people that are in such churches God says come out of Babylon run from Babylon so that you can not so you not perish for its sins people that remain in democratic churches that have democratic structures run from such churches find a church with a structure of theocracy because this is the typical Babylon and if you don't escape in time then you according to scripture together with them will be destroyed. Second, the promise given to us by God in the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ, which we have received into the good soil of our heart in the format format of a seed and after which have grown into the format of the fruit of righteousness, needs to be established as it is written. Then Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David and cedar trees and carpenters and masons, and they built David a house. So David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel and that he had exalted his kingdom for the sake of his people Israel. 2 Samuel 5.11.12 Pay attention, in this given situation, the confirmation or establishment of David as king is that God had clothed him into his new person, into the resurrection of Christ, because the symbol of the resurrection of Christ, or our house, is our body. For David, this was a house of, of cedar. Cedar is God's righteousness. He understood that God established him when when God clothed his body, symbolically when they built him a house from cedar wood. Saul, David's predecessor, did not grasp and forsook the given to him by God time to establish him as king over Israel. Therefore, he did not even attempt to grow the fruit of righteousness from the given to him seed of righteousness in order to give God legitimate grounds upon which to clothe his body into the fruit of righteousness. Therefore, God rejected him so that he not be king over Israel. So Samuel said, Has the Lord as, has delight or great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices? People think that with burnt offerings and sacrifices, they will draw God's favor. But Samuel says to Saul, uh, has the Lord has great has the Lord have great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? In other words, the voice of the Lord or obedience to the voice of the Lord is better than the burnt offering and sacrifice. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness. In as iniquity and idolatry, because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you from being king. 
1 Samuel 15, 22, 23, he brought an offering and he thought by bringing an offering he will uh, draw God's favor upon himself, bring about God's favor. Saul, Samuel said, wait for me, I will come in the seventh day. And he did not wait uh, seven days. He, in the sixth day, brought this offering. And God said, because you have rejected my word, I have rejected you as from being king. According to the uh, given symbols, the kingdom is our body upon the condition that we have built our house, our body into a house of prayer. Boundaries have been trusted to us kingdom in our body upon the condition that we have built it into a house of prayer in which the word of God in the means of is the means of armor for achieving the place by, for us by God goal in establishing the given promise uh, if we in through isolation will not sanctify ourselves God will not have any uh, foundation to be able to meet with us in the air or allow us to do so we need to pay specific attention in, in establishing the given promise we need to pay special attention to four things which are connected with one the other the signs of the times and the establishment establishment of the given promise, the means that are called to establish the given promise, the method of establishing the given promise, and the presence of the Holy Spirit in the form of the Lord of our life. Together, these four components are within God's authority. Therefore, the selected by God, they are selected by God and are able to be received by us exclusively upon His conditions. We need to answer four questions. By what signs do we determine the signs of the times which are given to us to establish a covenant within the foundation of which lie the, lies the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ? What means are we called to use to establish our covenant within the foundation of which lies the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ? Third, what method are we to use to establish our covenant within the foundation of which lies the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ? And fourth, by what signs can we determine that we've received the Holy Spirit in the form of the Lord and Master of our life? Because without collaborating with the Holy Spirit, who reveals the truth in our heart uh, at the time of sanctification, in the means of sanctification, in the methods of sanctification, uh, we will not have any opportunity to confirm or establish the covenant in the fruit of the grown by us Methuselah. We need to note that uh, establishing a covenant with God is a seal of righteousness, which we, similar to Abraham, are, uh, were called to have before or prior to circumcision. This isolation is the moment when God will apply the seal of righteousness, which we already had before or prior to circumcision. For we say that faith was accounted to Abraham for righteousness, uh, for righteousness. How then was it accounted? While he was circumcised or uncircumcised? Not while circumcised, but while uncircumcised. And he received the sign of circumcision as seal of righteousness of the faith, which he had while still uncircumcised. Romans 4, 9 through 11. If we trust in the righteousness we received before the circumcision of our heart in the form of a deposit and will not establish it by the means of turning it to profit, circumcising our heart so that it, we receive it as a personal possession, then we will lose the deposit or guarantee of righteousness which was given to us in the format of a seed. First question, by what signs do we need to determine the sign of the time given to us to establish a covenant in the foundation of which lies the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ? 
we need to note that the time of establishing a covenant in the foundation of which lies the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ is identified as a uh, as the last or times or are identified as the last times and are identified uh, by many types of cataclysms and viruses that are not being able to able to be controlled by men which God will successfully use to establish our trust called to be a building erected upon the foundation of our hope fulfilling the given promise which God has kept in heaven until the last days is called to be revealed only to the male child who is kept for salvation by God's strength by collaborating their faith with God's faith as it is written blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last times 1 Peter 1 3 through 5 the time for establishing a covenant that has within itself the adoption of of our body by the redemption of Christ is a harvest where God begins to measure and weigh our building consisting of our trust upon his word so that he can separate the weeds from our midst and he then uh, performs judgment within the midst of his nation to separate from the midst of his nation these weeds the time allocated for establishing a covenant or during the time of allocating for of, of the allocated uh, the time that is allocated for establishing a covenant you begin to see in men belonging to the category of weeds all kinds of idols to whom they burned incense convinced that they are burned burning incense to God considering this to be an accomplishment for which they expect God's favor or thanks at the same time in men belonging to the opposite category you begin to see an absence of idols in their heart during the time of establishing a covenant and this was illustrated in the parable of the lost son who was weighed upon the scales of righteousness and was found worthy of the favor of his father at the same time while weighing the older son upon the scales of righteousness it turned out that he was found to be lightweight because his idols were his works or deeds that he was convinced uh, served his father and he was saying I never abandoned you I never left you he was telling him I did so many things and this one did nothing he's left and spent everything but I faithfully served you and so that's why and so he was convinced that he served his father and his idols were also his friends who were not the friends of his father the younger son did not have deeds that he could trust upon and he did not have friends that were not the friends of the father he came without friends and without deeds he came and said if you can accept me just as a servant but the father gave him the best of his clothes a royal uh, uh, signet ring and uh, had a banquet for him in the book of Jeremiah we see the heart of the father 
and he also expresses what's in his heart against those that serve their idols. Listen, the, the voice, the cry of the daughter of my people from a far country is not the Lord in Zion, is not her king in her. Why have they provoked me to anger with their carved images, with foreign idols? The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. Jeremiah 8, 19, 20. You see how uh, by Prophet Jeremiah, the Lord uh, explains what is in the parable of the lost son. First sign of the times for establishing a covenant. There are many of them, but I will bring forth four. I think it's sufficient. First sign of the times for establishing a covenant between us and God, at the foundation of which lies the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ, is the image of the isolation of Prophet Elijah from the other prophets at the brook brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan in order to establish his covenant with him, weighing him upon the scales of righteousness, and in this way preparing him for rapture. The necessity to isolate from fellowship with one another, where the Lord receives the foundation to confirm his covenant or establish his covenant with us, is presented in the circumstances of the isolation of Prophet Elijah from other prophets at the brook of Cherith at the time of economic crisis that was linked with great famine. In similar situations of our time, we have seen the sign in the pandemic, which is linked to the virus COVID-19, which has pretty much resulted in economic crisis all over the fa- countries of all countries of the world, which we have used as a method of establishing our covenant with one another in isolation with one another or from one another, where we were absent in the body, but together we're in spirit. We continued in fellowship by regularly listening to the word of God. And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from here and turn eastward, and hide by the by the brook Cherith, which eastward is a symbol of judgment, <clears throat> which flows into the Jordan, and it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan, and the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. First Kings 17, 1-6. To create circumstances for establishing a covenant in the time of prophet Elijah, the Holy Spirit prompted Elijah to unleash a famine upon the earth in order to isolate him from fellowship with prophets that were like him so that by the means of total sanctification he established his covenant with him in order to give him a guarantee of rapture. The Jordan is a symbol of death where we have submerged ourselves into the death of our Lord Jesus to confirm our separation from our nation, the house of our Father, and our life in the flesh. The symbol of the brook Cherith, which Elijah drank from, being in isolation from other prophets, is his sanctification in the death of our Lord Jesus up until the brook had dried out. Practically, the the brook dried out, and it represented death. Dried out means that he swallowed up death. He overcame death in this way. The raven is an unclean bird, therefore the symbol of the raven bringing prophet Elijah bread and meat in the morning and again bread and meat in the evening is spiritual food in the format of the elementary teaching of Christ 
which we in the time of isolation from one the other received by the means of mass information. You see where we have found these ravens. We sat at our televisions or at screen at our, at our screens, which are ravens, unclean birds, but we were fed from there. We watched, we saw one another, we listened to the word of God, and it was revealed to us anew. We renewed ourselves once again with the word. Of course, those who who did do this three times a week. Second sign of the times for establishing a covenant between us. These four are together, but we're uh, taking different angles to show what happened to us at the time of isolation from one the other. Second sign of the times for establishing a covenant between us and God at the foundation of which lies the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ is our isolation from mutual fellowship. In order to breastfeed the growing in us fruit in the form of the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ, and we see this in Samuel. So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked for him from the Lord. Now the man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah did not go up, for she said to her husband, Not until the child is weaned, then I will take him <clears throat> that he may appear before the Lord and remain there forever. So Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Do what seems best to you. Wait until you have weaned him. Only let the Lord establish his word. Then the woman stayed and nursed her son until she had weaned him. And so she didn't go uh, for the uh, common fellowship. It wasn't just one time. She had needed a few years. She isolated herself from the rest until she had weaned her child. Now when she had weaned him, she took him up with her with three bowls, one ephah flour and a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh. The child was young. Then they slaughtered a bull and brought the child to Eli. And she said, O my Lord, as your soul lives, my my Lord, I am the woman who stood by you here praying to the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord had granted me my petition, which I asked of him. Therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. <clears throat> so they worship the Lord there. First Samuel one twenty through 28. <clears throat> the symbol of Hannah symbolizes the category of saints who have received into their heart the promise of the adoption of their body by the redemption of Christ in a seed of the preached to them word and have grown it into the fruit of, re- of resurrection by confessing the faith of your heart. <clears throat> and so by uh, receiving the seed we fulfill the function of the female when we confess confess the faith of our heart proclaiming the not existent fruit of the received uh, by us word as existent and we regardless of our gender are fulfilling uh, the function of the male 
the name Samuel means heard by God. Therefore, Samuel, in whom Hannah wanted to dedicate herself to God, we see the promise that we have received in the seed of the preached to us word and have grown it into fruit in the womb of our spirit, consisting of the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ. To dedicate ourselves to God and the fruit of the born by us, Samuel, we, like Hannah, the mother of Samuel, need to isolate ourselves from fellowship with one the other, consisting of isolation from joint worship, which we have already completed. We note that the category of saints that are not part of the category of Hannah, representing in the parable of Christ about the kingdom of heaven, the five unwise virgins, they did not have the need, as they did not have fruit in the form of Samuel, who represents the oil of the Holy Spirit in the vessels of the wise virgins. Only isolation from joint worship gives us the opportunity to breastfeed our fruit of the given to us promise consisting of the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ. The symbol of a mother's milk is the product that is uh, produced by the system by a woman who has grown in her womb in her womb, the fruit of the Spirit, and has borne a male child. The symbol of a mother's milk, <clears throat> which with which we feed our, our male child, making a covenant with God, is the confession of the faith of our heart, giving us the ability to feed the born by his child until he is of an age where, he ca- where we can dedicate ourselves in him to God, which will allow God to make or establish his covenant with us at the foundation of which lies the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ. Third sign of the times for establishing a covenant between us and God, at the foundation of which lies the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ, is a symbol of our isolation in the wilderness and the wasteland. The wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice the blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice, even with joy and singing, the glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the excellence of Carmel. It's not talking about the wilderness, but people of the wilderness, because the wilderness itself, the glory of uh, uh, this uh, rejoicing and blossoming as a rose, the excellence of Carmel and Sharon, they shall see the glory of the Lord, the excellency of our God, strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sing, for water shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water, and the inhabitants of jackals where each lay. There shall be grass with reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there, and a road, and it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for others. Whoever walks the road, although a fool, shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall there Shall any ravenous beast go up on it, it shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow, and sighing shall flee away. Isaiah 35, 
1 through 10. If isolation in the wilderness indicates our total sanctification, where we pursue the goal of total dedication to serve the living and true God, then the wasteland in the given isolation indicates the state of the heart. Hungering for righteousness, which reveals itself in hunger and thirst for the revelations of the Holy Spirit called to be revealed in the final days in the format of our imperishable, pure, and unfading inheritance in Jesus Christ. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Matthew 5, 6. The result of such isolation where the covenant will be established between us and God, at the foundation of which lies the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ, shall be joy, which shall make itself known in the erection of the stronghold of life within our body. Every one of us by faith will discover this in ourselves and just will wait for the time when this will happen. Even now, you will be a carrier of it. Just as Abraham was a carrier of the many nations and himself, and seeing at the countless stars, he knew that these are his children. And when he had uh, looked down at the uh, grains of sand, he also saw his children. We also, when this comes, when you're already beginning to sense it, clearly understanding it through information that you are already a carrier of the imperishable body and corrupt body, these pearly gates. Fourth sign of the times for establishing a covenant between us and God at the foundation of which lies the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ is isolation in the format of such suffering for the truth that makes us lonely in order to give us the ability to demonstrate our faithfulness to God and not be poor in faith when Satan will be planting us as wheat. But you are those who have continued with me in my trials and my suffering. And I bestow upon you a kingdom just as my father bestowed one upon me that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may uh, sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Luke 22, 28 through 32. If you pay attention, the wheat is sown and it it is in the ground and it doesn't feel the other grain of wheat next to it, it doesn't see it, it is lonely. That's how God wanted to show this isolation is necessary. If the grain that falls into the ground and if it will not die, it will remain. If it dies, it will bear fruit. If we want to produce fruit, the fruit of Methuselah, fruit of Samuel, it is necessary for us to uh, be isolated in such a way that we'll be isolated from one the other. But I repeat, this promise was literally for the last days, last times, the signs of the last times, and only for the category of the male child. These are the five wise virgins. This was not for the unwise, because they did not have oil in their lamps. Second question, what <clears throat> what means are we called to use to establish a covenant between us and God at the foundation of which lies the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ? First means that we are to use to establish a covenant between ourselves and God, at the foundation of which lies the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ is judgment and justice which we are called to 
which are called to become the foundation of the throne of government given to our renewed mind over our fleshly life. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from the time from this time forward even forever to establish this again it says here establish this throne with judgment and justice from that time forward even forever the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it Isaiah 9 6 7 it's talking about the throne of our renewed mind identifying the foundation of the throne of government of our mind which is renewed by the spirit of our mind over the will and emotional aspects of our soul is the state of our spirit which makes itself known in the atmosphere of holiness in righteousness and justice righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne righteousness and justice our renewed mind will have within itself righteousness and justice Mercy and truth go before your face, Psalm 89:14. We know that the throne of God within our body is the rod of our gentle or meek mouth, placed in absolute dependence of the truth imprinted upon our heart and dependent on the Holy Spirit revealing the truth that is in the heart upon the condition that we have received the Holy Spirit as our Lord and our Master. Clouds and darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Psalm 97.2 Second means that we are to use to establish a covenant between ourselves and God at the foundation of which lies the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ is in the root system of the immovable root of our righteousness from which we are called to grow the fruit of righteousness so we can clothe our body into it. A man is not established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous cannot be moved. Proverbs 12.3 We note that between the immovable root of the righteous and the fruit of righteousness which grows from this root, there is a familial link which identifies the origin of the righteous by the fact of, of their birth from God. The eyes of a righteous heart are focused and trust not upon the fruit of righteousness, They are focused again and trust not upon the fruit of righteousness grown by them from the root of righteousness, but upon the immovable nature of the righteous root from which they have grown the fruit of righteousness so they can clothe their bodies into incorruption. We need to know well, as soon as a person turns his focus to the fruit that he has grown from the immovable root of righteousness, he is clothed into personal arrogance and loses his connection with the root of his origin. Although we produce fruit to God, we need to not look. We need to not look at this root. We don't have the right to look at this fruit. We need to look at the immovable root from which this fruit was grown. And instead of these people who look at what they do, I've paid attention to these people. I knew them previously. They truly did much. And when they did the good that they did, they did not look at the fruit. They were faithful to God, and they produced faithfulness to God in sorrows and trials and suffering. 
but I noted I noticed how they began to look at the things they had done this faithfulness not the root of the movable root from which they had grown this faithfulness but what they themselves had done this is evident this was evident in when we came here there was a uh, gathering of of those who were prisoners those who had suffered for Christ that were uh, imprisoned and were in jails they had gathered they had a, this upon themselves and they were always uh, proud of this and they always told everybody and they always felt like they were above others because of it and so those that were not able to suffer in such a way they were as if secondary of a second level they were not a spiritual authority those that were of spiritual authority were those that were in prisons and so they began looking at those things and I saw how uh, pitiful they were and God's anointing completely abandoned them God's wisdom uh, departed from them but they still continued to look at the fruit what they had produced to God this is what I'm referring to here and so as soon as a person turns his eyes away from the root of uh, the immovable root but upon the fruit instead instead of establishing his covenant with God at the foundation of which lies the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ a person breaks his covenant with God and turns himself into a son of perdition the word of the Lord came to me again saying son of man say to the prince of Tyre thus is the Lord God because your heart is lifted up and you say I am a God I sit in the seat of gods in the midst of the seas yet you are a man and not a God though you set your heart as the heart of a God behold you are wiser than Daniel there is no secret that can be hidden from you with your wisdom and your understanding you have gained riches for yourself and gathered gold and silver into your treasuries but your great wisdom is in trade you have increased your riches and your heart is lifted up because of your riches Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have set your heart as the heart of a God, behold, therefore I will bring strangers against you, the most terrible of nations, and they shall draw their swords against the beauty of your wisdom and defile your splendor. They shall throw you you're down into a pit, and you shall die the death of the slain in the midst of the seas. Ezekiel 28, 1-8. In other words, he was looking at this wisdom. These people look at this wisdom because it is God's wisdom God's favor God's mercy gave this person the ability uh, to be so faithful sometimes you hear a person say I would never be able to overcome this I am not ready to lose my children to be put into prison how is it people were able to overcome such things and experience them of course, I've met also other people who did overcome these things, and I saw their surprising humility, the beauty of humility, and it was amazing. I also saw other prisoners who looked at the immovable root from which this faithfulness grew. They never uh, were pompous or prideful with what they had accomplished. They became very humble, very gentle, and the wisdom of God was with them. These are two different categories. And so we need to always be very careful when we are looking at what God has done through us, what kind of fruit we have produced. Uh, always look at the immovable root. 
when you look at the immovable root and not upon the fruit, you don't then evaluate your own fruit. Paul says that God will reveal everything that's in the darkness and each one will be rewarded. And he says, I don't even judge myself what kind of fruit he is producing or the greatness of it. This was God's function. And when a person looks at his fruit, he takes God's function upon himself. He begins to evaluate himself. He places a crown upon himself, medals and uh, royal garments, not realizing that they are actually depriving themselves of all of these things. The means that we are to use to establish a covenant between ourselves and God consists in our complete isolation from our nation, the house of our Father, and our fleshly life, so that we can give place in our heart to the Most High, so that in this way the reproach of those who reproach Him can, can fall upon us. I have become a stranger to my brothers and an alien to my mother's children, because zeal for your house has eaten me up, and the reproaches of those who have reproached you have fallen on me. When I wept and chastened my soul with fasting, that became my reproach. Psalm 69, 8-10. David experienced this, but he wrote this about Christ and about those who will follow Christ. We become strangers to our brothers and alien to our mother's children when we accept the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ when we accept the redemption of our body because of the mercy of Christ. And they will uh, mock uh, this form of isolation. They will say, what, your pastor is afraid of the pandemic or afraid to become uh, sick? Why has he dispersed the church? When I immediately said this was not the dispersion of the church, we are absent in the body, we'll be present in spirit with one another, and this is the moment of the establishment of the covenant between ourselves and God to establish the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ. This belongs only to those of the last days. This is what we were doing zeal for your house has eaten me up this is a heart that suffers about all of the abominations committed in Jerusalem which prompts unpleasantness between us and the sons of our mother and in this this way isolates us from them because of this fact we become then the uh, element of reproach of those who reproached Christ 1 Peter 5.10 but may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal to his eternal glory to by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while perfect establish strengthen and settle you first peter 5:10 if we would not have experienced a, a similar form of sanctification then god would not have been able to perfect establish strengthen and settle us in the faith fourth means that we are to use to establish a covenant between ourselves and god consists at the foundation of which lies the 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 adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ consists in the words of God which we have allowed him to place into our mouth in order to give him proper grounds to cover us with the shadow of his hand. Isaiah 51, 15, 16. But I am the Lord your God who divides the sea whose waves roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. And I have put my word in your mouth. God will never forcefully put his words into anyone's mouth. He places them by the preached word and we voluntarily accept them. I have covered you with my, with the shadow of my hand that I may plant the heavens, lay the foundation of the earth, and say to Zion, you are my people. Isaiah 51, 15, 16. 
to establish the body that is of the earth, to establish the covenant in this body, erect the stronghold of life. God can place his words into our mouth by his delegated one who can who preaches his word to us and he can cover us with his shadow uh, when we voluntarily obey his messengers, obeying his messengers, the word that he has pl- given to his messengers is the shadow of his hand. When we accept into our heart the word from the mouth of his del- delegated ones and confess with them with our mouth, his words become the words of faith that separate us for God and therefore give God the proper grounds to lay our foundations and cover us with the shadow of his hands. Third question, what method are we to use in order to establish a covenant between ourselves and God at the foundation of which lies the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ? First method which we are to use to establish a covenant between ourselves and God consists in us counting ourselves dead to sin and living for God in Jesus Christ and confessing the not-existent stronghold of life within our body as existent. This is the first method. Count yourself dead to sin. Likewise, you also reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 6.11 Counting yourself dead to sin and living for God is within your thoughts. Isolate yourself from sin, living within your body in the form of the old man with his deeds. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23.7 The words of God which we put into our heart in the form of thoughts is the faith of God within our heart. And when we confess these thoughts with our mouth in the form of the faith of God, God establishes His covenant with us at the foundation of which lies the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ. God has, as it is written, God has made Abraham a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Romans 4.17 Second method by which we are to use method which we are to use to establish a covenant between ourselves and God consists in us abounding in love for one another. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all just as we (coughs) do to you. So that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before your God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints, 1 Thessalonians 3, 12, 13. Only ministering in love with one another according to God's conditions do we isolate ourselves from the born-in-our-nature egoism, which provides God with proper grounds upon which to cleanse us from all sin and establish our heart upright in holiness before God. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. 1 John 1, 7. When we walk in the light of the Word of God, like God does, walking in the light of His Word, we provide God with legitimate grounds upon which to lead us into the inheritance of the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ. Third method by which we are to use, method which we are to use to establish a covenant between ourselves and God, is that we look with the eyes of faith upon the fig tree and upon all the trees when they are awakened from sleep. Then he spoke to them a parable, look at the fig tree and all the trees. 
when they are already budding, you see and know for yourself that summer is now near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the king, the kingdom of God is near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will no, by no means pass away. But take heed to yourself, lest your heart be weighed down with caressing, drunkenness, and cares of life, and that day come upon you unexpectedly, for it will come as a snare on all of those who dwell on the face of the whole world. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Luke 21, 29-36 the symbol of the fig tree producing sweet fruits is the category of wise virgins in whose heart the grace of God reigns by the means of the grown by them fruit of righteousness which is presented as the oil of gladness in the vessels of their hearts my beloved spoke and said to me rise up my love my fair one and come away for lo the winter is past the rain is over and gone the flowers appear on earth the time of singing has come and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land the fig tree puts forth her green figs and the wine the vines with the tender grapes give a good smell rise up my love my fair one and come away songs of solomon 2 10 through 13 the other, the symbol of other trees is the category of the unwise virgins who awaken together with the wise virgins at the cry, the groom is coming, as it is written. For if we have been united together in the likeness of, a de- of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of, likeness of his resurrection. The one and the other awoke, abiding in the death of Christ, is a symbol of our total sanctification, where A covenant is established between us and God, the foundation of which contains the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ. Abiding in the death of Christ is a symbol where we are submerged into the death of the Lord Jesus and are in isolation from our nation, from the house of our Father, and our life in the flesh, as well as from one another. And so awakening is uniting with one another in the resurrection of Christ upon the condition that you have oil, uh, the oil of gladness in the vessel of your heart because of which our lamp burns bright. The symbol of the blooming fig tree and other trees we see an awakening to life after death, after winter, which in the given parable indicates the, the death of Christ where the fig tree and other trees were. But that by the means of the given to us isolation in the death of Jesus, which identifies our total sanctification to co- establish a covenant between us and God at the foundation of which lies the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ. I won't go in too much uh, deeper. The five unwise will not rapt- be raptured at the morning star, but they will receive the two wings of the great eagle and they will become uh, lamps of God be- on earth and will be a threat to the Antichrist at the time of his ruling. They will make his governance difficult. As I say, as a fruit matures or some kind of vegetable maybe in your garden, you don't tear all of them down or tear tear all of them off or rip them off at the same time. You allow certain ones to mature, others that are ready you take. And so God will take those that already have matured, those who had oil in their vessel, and the others sing, uh, they still have time, they see that the groom is coming, they both have awakened, they both have experienced resurrection, but at the same time, one of the sides 
uh, has experienced the the diminishing of life in themselves. They have become afraid. How did they see that there is God's life? This is the moment when our bodies will be clothed into the pearl, into the resurrection of Christ. That's when they will see. But at this time, nothing separates you from the other. You you seem all the same. The kingdom of heaven is like the uh, ten virgins. They're not different one from the other in appearance. But as soon as the groom comes and they will arise and they will see that the others became different. That is, and so when we are clothed into our new person, then the unwise will see this and say, how is it that you've done this? Tell us, give us these principles of faith. And they will say, buy uh, purchase from the seller you need to go back to what we have watched in isolation to the teaching of jesus christ that came in the flesh to prayer what is prayer and how to perform prayer and when you they begin to abide in these things and will obtain this and they will be given the two wings of the eagle the the male child will have already been raptured at this time and they will say lord open the door for us also we have paid the price he'll say but I don't know you as this male child. You have lost your time, but they haven't lost their salvation and their kingdom. Fourth method, which we are to use to establish a covenant between ourselves and God, consists in us being delivered uh, from unreasonable and wicked men, for not all have the faith. For us to be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for not all have faith, but the Lord is faithful, who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. And we have confidence in the Lord concerning you both, that you do and will do the things we command you. Second Thessalonians 3, 2 through 4. A disciplined isolation from unreasonable and wicked men is a guarantee and method necessary for establishing a covenant between ourselves and God at the foundation of which lies the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Considering that our time is up, I will not continue uh, to go forward. Uh, or it, the next is about the Holy Spirit, the Word of God. Without the Holy Spirit, whom we need to receive as the Lord and Master of our life, we will not be able to uh, fulfill these three uh, prior uh, conditions. Right now, we will bend our knees and pray, and all those who desire to resist the stronghold of death in their body or or sin that has overcome you, you can come out here and God intends right now by the power of the Holy Spirit to cleanse you from sin uh, when you confess, when you make the decision to leave your sins once and for all and dedicate yourself to God. He can do this. Let us pray and may the Lord bless us. We wait for you here at the altar.
I will be praying your prayer and I ask you to deeply believe in the fact that God is on your side. He's not against you. He is ready right now to deliver you from shame, deliver you from the power of sin, to take away this burden, to cleanse you, and to throw your sin into hell and never remember them again. Close your eyes. This is your secret room. Lift your hands to God, a sign that you're ready to receive from God what He wants to give you. Pray together with me, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come to you again and again. I lift up my hands without wrath or doubt. I ask you, forgive me, wash me, cleanse me. I have dedicated myself once and for all. You are my God. I am your child. Deliver me from shame, the shame of sin. Deliver me from the slavery of sin. I hate sin. I love your holiness. I accept your forgiveness, your, your cleansing, your justification, and your restoration in my rights to redemption. And right now, before heaven and hell, I want to proclaim that in accordance to your words, I am washed, I am cleansed, I am healed, I am restored, and I am justified, and I am saved. Your sins are forgiven, and your trespasses in the name of Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless you. May He look upon you with His great face and show you mercy and give you peace. May thousands and ten thousands attempt to come near you, but they won't touch you. May upon you the blessings of the ancient mountains and everlasting hills be upon you and be fulfilled upon you and your children and the nation shall say Amen Let us listen to the word of God standing please 1 Corinthians 11 23-32 For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me in the same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes therefore whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord but let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself not discerning the Lord's body for this reason many are weak and sick among you and many sleep for if we would judge ourselves we would not be judged but when we are judged we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world again I will remind us that together with Pastor Arkady that those who can participate every person who has received the Lord Jesus as his personal Savior and absolutely has demonstrated his faith in uh, baptism in making a covenant with God and all children 
16 years old and younger who have not been baptized, the time has not yet come, they also can participate in this communion. All the rest, I will rest, I would ask you to withhold yourself so you not eat or drink judgment to yourself. And so let us now pray for the body, for the bread, stretch out your hand and we will pray together. Heavenly Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we thank you for the body of your Son broken for us. Right now, we pray when this bread will be passing by your people and when we will be taking and eating of it. We pray that the stronghold of death be swallowed up with the stronghold of life. We pray that with noise you thrust out the stronghold of death in our body and direct in its place the stronghold of resurrection in the name of Jesus Christ. May all weaknesses, illnesses be destroyed in the body of your people and we thank you for that healing that is within this body. We glorify you, our great God's Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. And he had taken this bread, he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body broken for you. That road that is approached, please stand, serve one another. The rest may uh, be seated. The pastor did not finish uh, his sermon, the fourth uh, component of it. We will finish it here. He did not time, did not have the time. And so let us remember the fourth question, which he was not able to finish. By what signs do we can we determine that we have received the Holy Spirit in the form of the Lord and Master of our life? Receiving in your heart the Holy Spirit in the form of the Lord and Master of your life, we, like Rebecca, will be separated or isolated from our nation, the house of our Father, and from our former life in the flesh. And there are four uh, signs of receiving the Holy Spirit so that He be the Lord and Master of our life. First sign is wisdom or the wisdom of God that is imprinted upon the tablets of our heart in the form of the fullness of the elementary teaching of Christ, giving the Holy Spirit proper grounds upon which to enter into our wise heart as our Lord and our Master. Exodus 31.6 I have put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted artisans that they may make all that I have commanded you. The act of God consisting of putting wisdom into a wise heart representing the Holy Spirit, this is God's role. Putting wisdom into the good heart which is cleansed from dead works is the role of man. Here we see how the Holy Spirit becomes our Lord. Two roles. God's role, He puts wisdom in the form of the Holy Spirit. This is the Father who allows the Holy Spirit to become our Master upon the condition if we fulfill our role. And this role is that we receive wisdom or the wisdom of God into our good heart in the format of the Word. Joshua 1 8 this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night 
that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. <clears throat> this is how we, the Holy Spirit becomes our master. Because to confirm a covenant or establish a covenant with us, the Holy Spirit needs to be our master and to become our master, it, it, it depends on us and the Heavenly Father. Jesus. Uh, please with the Father, give them the Holy Spirit that He not be their guest, but be their master, their Lord of their life. And He became uh, the Lord of, of Rebecca's life. How does this happen? Again, we from our side first put the teaching into our heart and the Holy Spirit comes and uh, fills this revelation with His knowledge. And when He does this, He becomes our master we could say that people who do not have the teaching of Jesus Christ in their heart are people that obviously uh, the Holy Spirit in them is just a guest. Second sign of receiving the Holy Spirit as the Lord and Master of our life by the means of which, like Rebecca, we will be separated or isolated from our nation, the house of our Father, and our former sinful life. So, we can establish a covenant between ourselves and God is the baptism of the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues. Acts 19, 1-6 And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some dis- disciples and said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe so they said to him we have not so much as heard whether there is a holy spirit and he said to them into what then were you baptized so they said into john's baptism then paul said john indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance saying to the people that they should believe on him who 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 came after him that is jesus christ and when they heard this they were baptized in the name of our lord jesus let us now stand up and pray for the cup let us stretch out our right hand and we will pray for the cup heavenly father in the name of jesus christ we thank you for the shed blood of your son that was poured out for the many for the forgiveness of our sins we thank you and we pray that you demonstrate your redemption uh, and deliver us from the sins that were committed by us and our fathers in this redemption Uh, allow us to be free of genetic curses that are in us that we have rejected and that we are overcoming with the confessions of our mouth. We thank you that in the redemption of Jesus Christ you have delivered us from the curse of the law which was against us in Jesus Christ. The law becomes then on our side and allows us to overcome our old man. May your holiness be blessed in this blood and may it destroy the stronghold of death and erect the stronghold of life within our bodies in the name of your son Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. That road that is approached, please stand and serve one another with the cup. Praying in tongues, let us remember what this is. Praying in tongues is a vivid vivid illustration of the isolation of our spirit from the reasonable abilities of our soul, which she is not able to penetrate because she does not understand the language of tongues given to our spirit, where a person speaks mysteries with his spirit. 1 Corinthians 14.2 For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for for no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. And so, about what isolation we heard, the isolation we had with from one another 
but there's also isolation from our nation, the house of our father, and our corrupt desires. Look at where Pastor has has, uh, shown. In speaking in tongues, we isolate our spirit from our mind, from our soul. See how important it is that all aspects that we work with for God to establish His covenant with us, that God's sword be there. And as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till He comes. And until His coming, we will do this and continue doing it. Third sign of receiving the Holy Spirit as the Lord and Master of our life, by the means of which, like, just like Rebecca, we will be separated or isolated, is the ability to be led by the Holy Spirit, without which the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ is not possible. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, the joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us, for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits the angels for the revealing of the Son of God, for the creation was sub- was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs and together until now. Romans 8, 14 through 23. And so the angels that serve us, they know what kind of potential we have within ourselves. And together with us, they wait with expectation. The Holy Spirit also yearns and groans. The angels do, the saints do, and so forth. And the fourth sign of receiving the Holy Spirit as the Lord and Master of our life, by the means of which, just like Rebecca, we can be isolated from our nation, the house of our Father, and from our life in the flesh. To establish a covenant between ourselves and God is prayer with the Holy Spirit and, and in the Holy Spirit, which in essence is the word of God upon our lips. <clears throat> prayer in the Holy Spirit and with the Holy Spirit, I will pray with in the Spirit and I will pray with the mind. That is, confess the word that we have received and it's not just memorizing a specific phrase, praying in, in, but with the mind, it's not just memorized words. This is not just, uh, maybe it's Uh, praying poetry or other things like that. But it is the word that is written in your heart with which you have renewed your mind and that you confess with your gentle or meek mouth. All of the rest is not counted in the same way. And so the scriptures say we need to pray with the Holy Spirit in our natural tongue as well as uh, in the spirit with the spiritual language because our spirit needs to be nourished. We talked about, in, on Friday, pastor says the virtuous wife, she rises in the at night and she gives out food to her family as well as a portion to her maidservants, which is necessary for our spirit. Our spirit needs food in the form of speaking in tongues. And the, so the virtuous wife, she prays in tongues so she can nourish her servant, the fruit of her spirit. This is a very important component. And so those saints 
that are not baptized and speaking in tongues, please uh, uh, awaken and, and, and do so. Our spirit is in need of food, nourishment. And don't just say, well, it won't work. It will work. It works. If it works for everyone else, it will work for you as well. It is necessary to be to confess all of your sins so your heart not have any offenses and have a hunger for it. That's what you need. Let us now finish our our service with the unchanging manifestation. I want to thank you for your patience and for your uh, waiting the situation we are in. We need just patience and maybe uh, long-suffering even, even depending on the Lord. Uh, as the pastor says, we need to wait this time and all of this will pass and look at all of this in the victory of Christ and this will uh, just be as a memory I think the saints who are understanding of this and so people come up to me and say how's pastor to say the word how is uh, explain how is the pastor to me is the one who passes on the word Uh, he is the same and he passes on the word to me and when I ask questions he responds to my questions he's good in that sense and so for me as a helper he is wonderful he is he's he passes on the right the materials and but for personal presence he needs a process of rehabilitation and so the question how is pastor I like different uh, questions instead of this one. Tell the pastor we love him and we're praying for him. And so you could say, how are you? Or you could say, we love him and we're praying for him and waiting for him. Let's not just ask uh, and not just keep uh, asking the same questions to Sister Tamara. She's overcoming this not just as a sister and lord but also as his wife and she has a specific weight she also is carrying and so if you have uh, the ability not even with whatever it may be either text message or verbally asking questions how he's doing just tell his children if if, if need be you could tell his children uh, this information that we are saying hello but with messages and all kinds of other stuff uh, this is uh, uh, seem a bit of an amateur thing to do uh, and so I'm not saying these things in 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 a form of, of condemning anybody or Please, first, just to be considerate of the situation and support one the other. Um, so let us now stand and finish our service with our manifestation. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to God our Savior who alone is wise be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. Amen.